This is the Adams Road Podcast, an outreach of the Christian music ministry Adams Road. We study verse by verse through the Bible and share music filled with God's Word. Let's start today by listening through Acts chapter 19, verses 13 through 17. But some of the itinerant Jews, exorcists, took on themselves to invoke over those who had the spirits the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, We adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. There were seven sons of one Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, who did this. The evil spirit answered, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? The man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overpowered them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. This became known to all, both the Jews and Greeks who lived at Ephesus. Fear fell on them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. All right, let's read on, starting in Acts 19, verse 13. But some of the itinerant Jews, exorcists, took on themselves to invoke over those who had the evil spirits the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, We adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. There were seven sons of one Siva, a Jewish chief priest, who did this. The evil spirit answered, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? The man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them, and prevailed against them, so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. All right, so there were these seven sons of a Jewish chief priest who went around claiming to be exorcists. They probably would encounter people and invoke spells or like chants or incantations they believed would be effective in dealing with people supposedly troubled with evil spirits. But I'd have to bet nothing like that ever happened to them before. Any previous success, quote-unquote, casting out demons, was probably just perceived or contrived. I mean, Jesus said a house divided against itself cannot stand. A demon won't be cast out by the power of the demonic. These guys could have been going around thinking they had some sort of power or sway over evil spirits, when in reality, they had none, because they themselves, not being in Christ, were dead in their sins and trespasses under the power and influence of the evil one. But as they invoke the name of Jesus, perhaps for the first time, they're really stepping on some toes. Unfortunately for them, they're not equipped to deal with the mess they just stepped in. I'm reminded of some show I saw years ago where these ghost hunters or demon hunters, I can't remember what they call themselves, would go around to supposed haunted places and trifle with the demonic trying to make contact with the spirits and so on, as if they were experts and had some sort of ability to manipulate the situation as if they were in control. What we learn from these seven exorcists is that if you don't know Jesus, you're not in control when it comes to evil spirits. Even if you use the name of Jesus, if you aren't known by Jesus, if you don't know Jesus, invoking his name, as if it's just some incantation or spell, will do you no good. 
kind of like in the same way Simon the magician in Acts chapter 8 coveted the power of the Holy Spirit and tried to purchase it so he could work wonders in the sight of others and be considered great. Peter rebuked him, telling him the gift of God can't be purchased for money and that his heart wasn't right before God. Here in Acts chapter 19, these Jewish exorcists were misusing the name of Jesus. They didn't truly believe in Jesus as their Lord and Savior. They weren't followers of Jesus. They probably just saw some guy teaching in the name of Jesus, performing incredible miracles, namely the Apostle Paul. And they likely coveted the same type of ability, much like Simon the magician had done with Peter. It appears they merely wanted to use the name of Jesus for their personal gain, to accomplish what they wanted to do in their profession as quote-unquote exorcists. You think they were concerned with submitting to Jesus as Lord and knowing Him personally? Jesus was just a name to them and they used it as a mean to an end. Do we ever see the name of Jesus used in vain like that? Does His name ever get abused for personal profit? Are there impostors who take on the name of Jesus for selfish gain, fame, success? Jesus isn't a genie in a bottle. If we're using the name of Jesus to try and get rich or obtain something we covet, then we're missing the point. And as we see here, you can't use the name of Jesus to battle the demonic if you're not actually a Christian. One of the warnings from this passage is not to mess with the demonic. Luke records what happened when they tried to invoke the name of Jesus over those who had evil spirits without knowing Jesus. The evil spirit answered, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? The man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them, and prevailed against them, so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. What a sight that must have been. Looks like the man who had this evil spirit beat the tar out of them. One against these seven sons. Pretty embarrassing and pathetic for them, I'm sure. It no doubt destroyed their reputation and profession as exorcists. These guys were like one stirring up a beehive without wearing a suit of protection. They were asking for it. Like going into the water to take down a crocodile in thinking you stand a chance. On the croc's home turf, no way. The evil spirit knew and feared Jesus. Because Paul knew Jesus and had authority from Christ over demons, the evil spirit also knew and feared Paul. The evil spirit had no regard for these seven exorcists, though. They were a joke to him because Jesus hadn't given them authority over demons. Using his name without knowing him is worthless. For example, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. If you don't know Jesus, you have no authority over demons. Don't mess with them. Before I truly knew Jesus, 
Years ago, I was serving as a Mormon missionary in Denmark. We claimed to have a special power we called in Mormonism the Melchizedek Priesthood. We would invoke this quote-unquote authority and quote-unquote power, for example, when laying our hands on people to give them blessings. Once, while giving someone one of these Mormon blessings, the recipient kind of flipped out partway through the blessing and literally chased us out of her house. I guess I sort of experienced my own Acts 19 Sons of Siva fiasco. You see, we had no right or authority to use this quote-unquote priesthood. Furthermore, since we didn't know the true biblical Jesus, invoking his name to counter evil spirits was pretty much futile. As a Mormon, I used to be scared stiff of the demonic. There were times I would have night terrors and wake up paralyzed in fear, literally unable to move any part of my body as some dark entity made its presence known around me. I was terrorized at times by the spiritual world, and my religion provided no safe haven from it. One time as a Mormon missionary, I tried using our quote-unquote priesthood and invoking the name of Jesus to heal someone I was convinced was demonically possessed. Our efforts were useless, and I was messing with fire because I didn't know Jesus at the time. And without going into details, let's just suffice it to say, I got burned. Again, if you jump into the water with a crock, you're gonna get eaten. All right, let's keep reading, starting in verse 17. This became known to all, both Jews and Greeks, who lived at Ephesus. Fear fell on them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. The name of Jesus is not something for which to be trifled. His name ought to be honored, revered, magnified, glorified. Sometimes the what not to do incidents are more effective in impacting a surrounding community than the good examples. Ever watched America's Funniest Home videos and saw something that made you think, yikes, I'm never trying that? Maybe seeing seven grown men running out of a house naked and wounded would do the same. In Acts chapter 5, Ananias and his wife Sapphira were struck dead because of their deceptive godliness before the congregation. They lied to the Holy Spirit, trying to deceive God and others by pretending to have given all the proceeds from their sold land to the church when they had only given a portion. As a result of the incident, great fear came on the whole assembly and on all who heard these things. Likewise, when the surrounding Ephesian community here in Acts 19 heard what happened when these exorcists trifled with the name of Jesus before demons, fear fell on them all. They learned that Jesus had power over demons. They learned that Paul, who proclaimed Christ, had power over them. But not these men, who didn't know Jesus. They couldn't just invoke the name of Jesus as part of an incantation. They couldn't just add his name to their spell books as just another of many superstitious lines or phrases. This incident actually caused the Ephesians to esteem highly the name of Jesus to magnify it. Of 
falling by the side And so we pray Taking up the shield of faith The cross of Jesus leads the way As we keep marching on With the sword of the Spirit Which is the was Spiritual Warfare from the Adams Road album, Enemy of the Cross. Whoever lives by truth comes into light so others see. 
that what they do is done through God. But everyone who does evil hates the light and does not want to come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. Light has come into the world, but men love darkness more than light. There's no fear when you are out. So why the secrecy? Are you ashamed of what you teach? Salvation, why not speak? Just remember there's no secret, sacred things. Should be secret are when you're in prayer and when you're giving to the poor. When Jesus taught salvation, he said nothing in secret, but he spoke openly to the world so every ear could hear. When you light a lamp, you do. Hide it where no one can see But you hold it up to shine So why the secrecy? Are you ashamed of what you teach? Salvation, why not speak? Just remember there's no secret, sacred things Jesus said what I tell you in the dark speak in the light And what is whispered in your ear Proclaim for all to hear For there's nothing concealed that will not ever be disclosed For hidden that will not be known In the temples you keep That was Secret Sacred Things from the Adams Road album, Enemy of the Cross.
This is the Adams Road podcast, an outreach of the Christian music ministry Adams Road. You can learn more about us at AdamsRoadMinistry.com. Again, that's AdamsRoadMinistry.com. We release a new podcast episode every Saturday. Join us next episode as we examine Acts chapter 19, verses 18 through 20. Grace and peace be with you all.